0: welcome
1: to the mom and dot 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 podcast We're your hosts Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens we want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses from your professional life to your emotional health
0: you're a mom and so much more let's figure out what comes next together welcome to the mom and dot 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 podcast i'm Suzanne Kearns a mom and dot 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 writer LGBTQ ally. And today a Halloween decorator. Finally, uh one we I know I finally bought my first pumpkin today. I'm the worst.
1: (laughs) And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot 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 writer, foster care advocate. And today I am also a Halloween decorator slash outdoor fall enthusiast, um, which translates to lady who bought too many pumpkins. A lot of pumpkins. Should you need an extra. Yeah,
0: I might need to get your overflow. Yeah.
1: We are so happy today to have Christina Joy Whitaker with us when it comes to showing women and professionals of color how to pivot and advance in the workplace. No one does it better than Christina Joy Whitaker, founder and CEO of Pivot Brand Group and the Known Live Conference Series, an award-winning business and leadership strategist and TEDx speaker, Christina is known for empowering and steering emerging leaders towards higher impact, increased visibility and recognition, and greater career satisfaction. She has served as the go-to consultant for high-profile clients such as the NBA, the Walt Disney Company, and the U.S. Department of Defense. Welcome. Welcome. I'm excited to be
0: here Oh, well, we are so excited to learn from you and learn more about you. But before yes. I know, what well, we're super excited to hear about is your TEDx talk and the murky yes. middle, and then, yes. of course, your upcoming known conference. But before we dive into that, we'd love to l- learn a little bit more about you and the road that you've taken to get where you are today. Absolutely.
2: Um, once again, thank you so much for the invitation and for extending your platform of uh, Thank you for reading the bio as well. Um, My name is Christina Joy Whitaker, and I'm a leadership and business uh, strategist. And I want to say I really got my start in terms of my career in Big Four Consulting. So right out of college, I went from doing an internship with Deloitte Consulting and then going full-time Um, into it right after graduation. I was one of the lucky ones who did not have to apply to any job senior year. So I basically coasted and went right into my full-time role. (laughs) afterwards, Which is great, great. (laughs) But during that particular time, that's when I got so much experience very quickly in terms of working with people, in terms of learning my strengths, learning my skill sets, and really honing in on what I would become later on. So I like to say I I really cut my teeth there, especially in terms of the profile and the types of people I was working with. And yeah. so, one of the projects that I had the fortune of joining was um, the TSA initiative right when the body scanners first rolled out. And so wow. I was a part of the team dealing with all of the outrage, all of the anger, everything oh, that wow. came as an outcry as a response to that. So. I I would have to say I definitely got my fair share of lessons in patience. I got my (laughs) fair share of lessons in um, facilitating difficult conversations. And from then on, I actually uh, went back to grad school to University of Southern California. And that's where I found myself in the entertainment industry, working for organizations like Sony and the Walt Disney Company. And it was actually at my time at the Walt Disney Company where I really started deciding what I wanted to do with my life in terms of my career trajectory and looking at more so the impacts that I wanted to make. What I had realized up until that point is that in all of these roles that I was in, while I was in roles really geared towards communication and helping executives, what I would do in my off time or at lunch breaks was really coach women. I would help them in terms of figuring out What is it that you were really passionate about in your career? How to negotiate a higher salary? How to advocate for yourself in the workplace? And so many people would tell me, you know, Christina, like you, you should do this. And I just had no clue that it was an enterprise. I had no clue that people actually paid for the service because I was like, well, just just do what I say, you know, just, just Do it.
1: have lunch and with me and then do what I say. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, but sometimes when you have a gift, you can't always see it yourself. Sometimes it takes mm-hmm. other people and interaction with other people to unlock mm-hmm. and to speak into what you do so naturally. And that was really the case for me. And so after being in California, loving the weather or love having a love hate relationship with the weather, I would say while I was over there, um, went back to the East Coast, went back into consulting. And that's where I had my pivotal moment, where I was in an environment that while it was the most prestigious job I had ever had, I had a six-figure salary, I had a team working with me, and from the outside, I had all the trappings of success. I really felt like a public success, but a private failure. It Mm -hmm. just was not what I felt like I was really meant to do. And Mm -hmm. I found myself actually having physical ramifications as a result of it my hair started falling out. I had oh. panic attacks. Um, I had gained 60 pounds in a single year. I mean, everything. in my body was telling me this is this not right. working. But honestly, because I had normalized toxicity and a lot of my work environments, I didn't even link it to the job. I just thought it was normal. Like you just kind of put your head down, you mm-hmm. get the job done, you overachieve, overachieve. And I didn't realize that that was the cause of it. And so I, Ended up making a really out-of-character decision for me when I was going for my next career progression where I was offered a job that paid me about 25% more, and then I was offered another opportunity that paid me about 10% less. And for the hope of finding alignment, for the hope of finding happiness, I ended up taking a pay cut and moving down to Atlanta, Georgia, where I still am right now, working for an organization, um, actually a school district at the time, that I really Felt like it's going to help me tap into figuring out what impact do I really want to make, and I would love to say that I'm still at that organization and it's been all humpy dory. But no, a year later I got laid off because they oh. ran out of money. And <laughs> uh, from that particular pers- from that particular decision, I. like I had a choice. I I could either go back into corporate America or I could really take a chance and develop out my business and figure out how I wanted to relate to people and the the legacy I wanted to create. And so I chose the latter. And I've been doing that ever since being a speaker and working with women who are still looking to advance in their careers, but also feel like their story and their message can transcend the walls of their organization. And so that's what I've been doing um, ever since then.
1: I resonate with this in so many ways. Because I remember having the big job with the big salary and I should have been really happy. And at moments I was, it wasn't like I was miserable there, Mm -hmm. but always in the back of my head, I thought this is not for me. And there were a lot of things there that did not align with who I felt I was. And you feel a lot of guilt and shame over saying this is not right. And I remember walking away and multiple people saying, well, are you just going to another company? And just doing this, you know, doing that somewhere oh. else. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, this environment is not where I am supposed to be. But I mean, that was 20 years ago, and I'm still somewhat in the murky middle. <laughs> yes. That. Yes. Well, yeah. you
0: mentioned how you just kind of, It's like the boiling frog effect where you said over the years, you just kind of become accustomed to these toxic environments. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned it before on the podcast. But I had a particular client that every time I had to go for a visit, I ended up getting physically sick literally i'd be like oh let me just step away from the table for a minute but like i'd have to find a bush <laughs> oh God, or no. something else I'd, it reminded me of that little guy on south park whenever he sees the cute girl but i mean it was such and i don't know if it was an anxiety stress response or just, i mean my body was there's just no clearer way of your body saying this is not a good situation <laughs> like right? and so yeah but i do think that you just i don't know if it's a woman thing or if it was just a if That's just a workplace thing, but you know, you think that you should be able to tough your way through it, and you want to make it work, and yeah,
1: you made a decision, you feel like you need to stick with it, and oh, and There's yeah, a lot that's of a- shame attached to saying I'm yes. not doing this anymore, but there shouldn't be. There should, yeah, oh, the darn, should definitely shouldn't be. But I, yeah. what I found time and time again
2: is the biggest trap that you could fall into is expecting applause when making a decision best for you. Um, a lot Ooh. of times those decisions are so contrary to what is lauded publicly, mm-hmm. right? However, if it's not working for you, if it's really just not sitting well, you have to prioritize yourself and what what is going to bring you to peace other than expecting mm-hmm. other people to get it. Especially if you're a visionary type of person, other people a lot of times won't get it. They won't world- see what you see. And you have to show them or you have to do it first for them to say, oh, man, I always knew you could do it. That's
1: (laughs) weird because that's not what you said when I told you. (laughs) Let's rewind the tape a little bit.
0: That's such an important point as far as like no one's going to applaud you for doing this thing, because in a lot of cases you're inconveniencing them a little bit. Either Mm -hmm. You're stepping away from a job that they need to go, you know, fill your place or maybe it's a decrease in household income if you're with a partner and so yeah yeah that that is tricky and and the things that usually are the toxic things are the things that do get applauded i have found
1: yes so, you yeah. know that
0: stick to itness, and you yeah. know putting in the extra hours those are the things that our society does applaud and it yeah. just it can mess with your brain and make it even harder to get out of those situations so bravo for you <laughs> yeah well thank you bravo for you
2: all
1: as well <laughs> See, similar decision it's not easy it's
2: not easy to come to that
1: conclusion yeah exactly. no it's not and we want to talk a little bit about that murky middle place and how you came to define it as that uh, yeah for those listening who have not watched your ted talk i highly recommend we'll link to it in the show notes like it's 15 ish minutes i think Some of the best 15 minutes you will spend. And if you are a woman in the workforce, you're going to resonate with it deeply, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell us a little bit about the murky middle and what you do there and how you get past it, through it. Absolutely. I had the pleasure of giving a
2: 10X talk during the pandemic uh, when everyone was still kind of quarantined. But I knew and I really felt like it was time for me to release this particular message, mainly because during that particular time, um, I worked with a very high achieving limit. And I kept getting the same questions and the same instances and the same occurrences over and over again. And a lot of what they were saying paralleled my own experience where I distinctly know that there were times in my career journey That I struggled with the imposter syndrome. And for anyone who's not familiar with what the imposter syndrome is, it's the uh, collection of feelings that make you feel as if you're fraudulent or like a fake in some area. A lot of times it's in the workplace, but sometimes it's even in your personal life. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, you always feel like you're going to be found out or that people are going to realize that you're not as smart as you claim to be, or they thought that you were, or you're not as qualified, you're not as capable. For some reason, you don't belong in a particular space. I can distinctly point to instances in my history, and so could my clients, where I really did resonate with that um, persona. I resonated with that feeling. And I felt like I had to do a lot of work in terms of reminding myself of my skill set, reminding myself of my expertise and my gifts in order to help combat those particular thoughts of the impostor syndrome. But then I also know when I got into the habit and practice in and raising how I spoke about myself and how I saw myself, there was another point in my career where it's not that I felt like I didn't belong or I didn't deserve certain opportunities. That's not what I was grappling with. However, there was still this disconnect. There was still this dissonance between me being there and me feeling like I shouldn't be there. But I knew the root wasn't the same anymore. I knew it wasn't based in a lack of self-worth or a lack of self-confidence. Instead, I felt like I was really being pulled someplace else and I couldn't necessarily mm. put my finger on it. I had visions of me uh, you know, operating in capacities that quite frankly just weren't aligned with my job. They just weren't matching up. And I'm a very analytical person. I'm a very logical person. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if one plus one is not equaling two, what is this? What, yeah. if, what, if, what is this? That's like <laughs> wrong me? with that equation? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so for that particular time period, it just felt one, it was frustrating, right? Because I couldn't put words to it yet, mm-hmm. but more than the frustration, it felt cloudy and murky. And so I gave it the name the murky middle because I think while it's similar to the imposter syndrome where you feel that, that break in dissonance or you feel that gap between where you are and where you'd like to be, it's different in that, um, actually someone called it, um, the imposter syndrome's big sister. And I really like that terminology. I do. I do. Basically saying, you know what? We understand the imposter syndrome exists and worked through some of the limiting beliefs along with that. But now this is different. This is a distinct um, difference in terms of how we can go about dealing with this next path. And so in my opinion, feelings of the murky middle, you feel as if you're not in the right place, not because you don't belong, but because you feel a disconnect or a pull to do something elsewhere and align that with a deeper life's purpose. Now, the case is a lot of women, especially moms, right? There's very little time to lean into that with curiosity at all right
0: yes. because
2: you have to deal with one you have to deal with yourself right but then you have to deal with children and then maybe if you're married you're dealing with um, spouses or if you're in long-term relationships however that may look you're dealing with other people and really do we really carve out that luxury of time to sit with that angst to sit with that um uncertainty Mm -hmm. to really question, what is this? Why do I feel this way? And what I found is that there's really two paths from it. You can choose to just sit in that anxiety and resign to the fact that, you know what? I know I feel like I'm supposed to make a greater impact, but because I can't put my finger on it, I'm just going to, I'm going to discredit it. And therefore Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay with it being authority on my side. That particular type of resignation is incredibly prevalent because one, it shields you from any type of disappointment. It keeps you safe, right? It keeps you secure in what you know is coming next, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily fill that void. Now, the other path is actually saying, you know what? I'm going to start asking those questions. And, And what I talk about in my TEDx talk is leading through a lens of understanding that where you're at and that discontent does not always have to be. And that that is not your portion in life. That is not the plight that is assigned to you if you don't want it. However, you can yeah. very well accept it, but you don't have to. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so understanding that there is hope and there is opportunity for you to lean in and fix, having that fixed mindset opens you up to the ability to look for opportunities, to, to try new things. And it gives you more of um, a grace to evolve into that person that you see yourself
0: mm. becoming. Oh my gosh. I just want to cut that clip out and just play it on repeat every day. Like, you know how some people have like a fight song that they use to get ready for the day. I'm like, no, I just need that. I just need that played on a loop. That is, it nails it. It nails
1: it. I mean. That concept of not only having hope, but giving yourself the grace to evolve. Moms don't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're learning, but moms (laughs) traditionally have stayed in places where they're not comfortable because of what you say it's just sometimes it's the evil you know yeah it's easier to deal with than what might be on the horizon yeah Yeah.
0: and i think one of the reasons we started the podcast is because missy and i determined that we had kind of been in this place where We've been either playing these roles or we've mm-hmm. just been really concentrating on making sure our kids are in school or safe or Fed. whatever, wherever <laughs> they're supposed to be, that you almost just lose sight of even what is that. So you you have this feeling that this is not right. You're yeah. in the murky middle. But yeah, that question of like, I don't know what it is, and letting yourself feel that discomfort and being able, to, you know, take that next step to actually just sit there and be quiet and try to figure out what it is. But I gotta think you also offer this amazing service called a personal brand audit, um, which I've gotta think, I wanna hear a little bit more about it is a big part of really understanding yourself better to be able to lean into that question. um, Give yourself the permission and time and space for that. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? And even, you know, not necessarily in a job, um, even for a stay-at-home mom, uh, taking a look at what that means for her.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's so much depth and beauty in surveying what already exists. And, and looking to see what have you already put out there? What do you already say about yourself? What do you already believe at yourself? And the reason why that's so important is because it helps you point to areas that you don't feel fit anymore. So maybe a lot of your identity has been wrapped up in, into mommyhood and, and taking care of your children. But maybe there comes to a certain point where they're a little bit more self-sufficient and you might have a little bit more time or you might have a little bit more time to discover. That same identity evolves with you, right? But sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't know what to do with it. And so in a a lot of instances, just seeing, hey, let's see what's out there. How are you presenting yourself? And is it an accurate reflection of who you actually are? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we will talk about ourselves and we diminish the way we speak about ourselves, mainly because of what we fear other people will say. We fear the perception of other people, especially on social media platforms like on LinkedIn or Instagram. We fear that if we're authentic or we actually say what we believe or if we actually like quote, unquote, brag about your accomplishments, that other people will have a, a negative view of us. But what I always tell my clients is, You really have to prioritize the impact that you're supposed to make over other people's perceived judgments of you. That's what's going to allow you to have that peace at the end of the day. If we continue to only give parts of ourselves or fragments of ourselves, and we know that we're made and capable of so much more, then you're essentially lying to yourself. Then you really are an imposter, right? Because you aren't the person that you know you're supposed to be. And so truly, you are embodying what it means to be a fake. You're not being true to yourself. And so the audit helps you really start at least, I mean, it's a very, that particular thing is like an entry level, get to know me, let's get on the calendar. It cracks the shell. That's what I consider it doing. It's not going to give you the answers, but it will start getting you down the path of thinking, man, you know what? I, I got A to Z as a result. Why am I only communicating A to B? Like, just, just for the sake of other people, it, it, it's really starts identifying some of these toxic habits and some of these um, negative thoughts that we take to ourselves and we almost make pets. We adopt them as our own, but we really shouldn't.
1: Oh, that's so I good. mean, I like, I, I know we're like, <laughs> we need a 15 minute break just to get ourselves together. But I think that is just the kindest, but toughest love.
0: Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. idea
1: of cracking the shell is, that's hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There is, um, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier how there's so much shame sometimes associated with making a decision that is right for you, but might not be right for everyone else. Mm
1: -hmm. And what
2: I found is in these conversations, it's just the beginning of getting comfortable with that. It's the beginning of understanding that it's okay if not everyone is applauding you. It's okay if not everyone gets it. And what's a lot of times hardest is when at times the people closest to us don't get it, right? Because we want to bring them along, we want to bring them on this journey, but they won't always get it right away. And so then your responsibility is not to to throw it away, but instead weigh your options and say, how do I continue to be true to this while understanding That they might not be with me initially, but at the end, the goal is they'll see it. They'll see it. But it takes you Mm -hmm. to make the decision to continue to go down the path, to continue walking it through. Because the second you abandon it, the second you let it, let it die, you know, that's what they're going to hold true for their perspective Mm. of how much you thought of yourself, of how much stake you put into the vision.
0: Uh. Yeah. I never even thought of that. It makes it that much harder the next time you're like, no, this time I'm really going to do it. And they're going to be like, oh, sure you will. And that just puts more imposter syndrome on you. Like, maybe I am not really what I think I'm going to be doing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And sometimes you might already have that trail, right? Like maybe
2: you got struck with different passions or struck with different things and tried a lot of things, maybe that is your history, but that doesn't invalidate where you're at. Right. And so I think something that's just really important, especially when you're shifting to a different level in terms of your impact is really what helps is trying to pinpoint what is the transformation that you're looking to create in other people. That's how we see if something is going to be sustainable or not, because typically We are crafted as individuals, not just for ourselves, right? It's typically to help impact other people in some some way. It could be business. It could be at home. It could be your children. It could be in so many different ways. But helping to give voice to that transformation that you know that you can provide on a consistent basis is what's going to allow you to, to really start looking for opportunities that help feed that narrative rather than the, I don't know what to do narrative. Right, oh,
0: love that, love that, and <laughs> I, do. I, I do think that I mean, cracking the nut, you know, starting that personal brand audit helps. It feels like step one of getting unstuck, mm-hmm. and then there's the either battling our imposter syndrome or the doubts that might be brought to us by people closest to us, or, <laughs> or in some cases, I'm one of those. What's oh shoot. What is it the four tendencies with Gretchen Rubin? I'm the person who the people closest to me like I'm okay if they're like, I don't (laughs) think so. It's the random like neighbor down the street. It's the weirdest thing. Like I give the people the furthest away from me, the Joe Schmoes, you know, in the neighborhood that I only see like when I move my trash can. For some reason I feel like what they think is more important sometimes is the weirdest, most bizarre thing that Gretchen and like I still remember the moment I got that aha, I was out <laughs> moving a bunch of pea gravel in the backyard and I was like, oh, she gets me. I'm feeling that about you too. I'm like, oh my God, you're <laughs> in my head. It's me. So the other parts of getting unstuck, I think there's also the idea of the time commitments. And mm-hmm. depending on what stage we are in parenting, You know, little kids obviously take a lot more time, and we talk a lot about this confetti time and how how we can get into the good habits, even when yeah. the kids do take 25 hours a day, you know, how mm-hmm. instead of using 15 minutes to scroll through Facebook, can we use that 15 minutes to look and see yeah, you know, like a TED talk, yeah. for example, yeah. uh, on the murky middle? Or can we use that to see if there is a conference coming up that maybe we could do virtually or even mm-hmm. just reading an article? So I'm just really curious about when time is tight, but someone. Mm-hmm is over some of those first few hurdles about getting unstuck, how can, uh, how can they work some of these exercises into their day-to-day life, uh, you know, in those confetti pieces of time?
2: Yeah, um, that's a, I think that's a great question before anything, especially uh, when considering moms, right? Time is really tight. And I would say in those moments that you do have free First, before even in any type of process of discovery, you have to look at your quality of rest. It is very hard to take the time to do any self-reflection when you are fatigued and tired. You do not have clarity of thought. You don't have clarity of space. And so what I would really look at is first start quite uh, frankly, and, and I don't say this to everyone, right? Because not everyone falls in the mom category, but I would say, especially for moms, try to reclaim that time of rest and so looking at it to say okay will it actually be restful and recharging for me if i watch this netflix series or will it be better if i go to sleep will it be restful and recharging for me if i take the shower or should i take a bath instead whatever it is you know what i mean really actually taking under a finding tooth and examining what's going to give you that life or that energy or that peace or that rest for a longer term, because that allows you to maximize that time so it extends. So instead of doing something that actually drains you, you're maximizing the, the restfulness that comes out of it. I think that mentally allows you to be more in a space where ideas start to come, where you start seeing and your vision starts shifting about you thinking about opportunities very differently. So, whereas maybe when you're tired and fatigued, if someone's asking you to take on something that you might really want to do, but you're like, no, I'm just tired. You're not gonna see it. You're not gonna see it. You are are physically tired. However, if you are getting quality rest and someone comes with that same opportunity, you might answer very differently, where it's like, you know what? I am kind of still tired, but I want to investigate this. It's it's a willingness to participate. It's a willingness to, to go beyond. And I also think there gets to be a time where sometimes you're just tired of um, the annoyance. You're tired of feeling. The reason why I even got down this path in terms of speaking is because quite frankly, I kept seeing this random vision of myself speaking on a stage. I was like, I don't speak. Why does this <laughs> out? Like, why? Why is this not leaving me alone? And then, you know, I registered for a conference to take that time. I, I've always been busy. I will always be busy. And while I don't have children myself, I, I am the best godmother ever, (laughs) you know? And so I do make time for my family. I do make time for the people around me. And I work, I was working a lot, but I said, you know what? I'm going to devote these four days to figuring this out. And, you know, I am a person on faith. So I was like, God, you're going to have to meet me here because this is the four days I'm allotting and I need to figure it out in those four days. And I didn't figure out everything in those days, but it cracked the shell. It got me well. And so, afterwards, the opportunities when someone would ask me to speak in before, when I would dismiss it, I started saying yes. I started saying, you know what? Actually, yeah, I'll do it. You Let's know, it start yeah. seeing things a lot differently. And mm-hmm. so, I would say, especially for moms, looking at the quality of rest, but also understanding the legacy that you want to leave for your children. You want them to see you investing in yourself. You want them to see you trying something that you might be really uncertain about, but understanding at the end of the day it's worth it. It's going to be worth it to at least take that step, at least take that risk, at least, at least give yourself the chance and hold yourself in such high esteem where you're giving yourself that luxury to take a chance. Those are the types of things you want to model for your children. And so keep keeping that in mind and understanding that honestly it needs to be inwardly motivated, but having your kids see you do it is icing on cake. It's all the, it's all the better. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need to know if that answered your question you lately.
1: <laughs> What's crazy is that I feel like the universe is sending us rest. Mm. Like it's been a common theme that's come up lately. Mm. And I, it's something we've talked about a little. It's something that I keep saying I'm obsessed with it because I yeah. realized that I've been a mom for almost 16 years now. I don't think i've been properly rested in that time i have times thought <laughs> yeah. i was prioritizing it i always say i'm good at listening to my body i know when i'm exhausted but mm-hmm. i don't always know how to recover and so i'm learning that now mm-hmm. and it's only now that i'm putting together the pieces i'm listening to you talk and i am hearing things have come my way in the last 16 years that i just could not see my way into or through because it was tired. I mean, like this deep physical bone tiredness that sets in. And if we don't take care of ourselves, how do we expect to crack the shell and let new opportunity in Mm -hmm. when we just can't even put words together? Yeah. 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 And I think understanding
2: the journey of the process as well. Um, I think, especially in the murky middle and and just in general, especially if you're a high achiever, you want the answer right away. And sometimes (laughs) the prioritization of rest might be your your right away answer. It might be get some sleep for the next few months. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be like, oh, try this venture, try that, try this. That's not always how it presents itself. And so understanding, uh, I think even in my life, I'm learning not to live for the, the punctuated points in life, but understanding how this is an elongated journey. This is a walk, this is literally a walk, right? And so understanding, give yourself the grace to evolve over time and knowing that even though you might be used to always being this person who's the super the go getter does everything that might not be what you need right now you know and that's okay it might look different yeah
0: oh i love and we talk a lot about the different seasons of our lives and i think that that really kind of plays into that idea there's freedom in that Yes, there is. Like this just is not quite the time yet. <laughs> as yeah. long as I don't use see, I would be tempted to use that as an excuse to procrastinate, but I think there's a very you have you have covered it in a way that I can see that there's a very distinct difference. Yes, check, right.
2: check your motives. That's
0: definitely for sure. <laughs> yes. A
2: lot of people are very passive with this process. And the thing is, passivity will get you nowhere in this process. You do have to participate. You have to take a risk and participate mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but with that participation it just may not look exactly the way you think I I would say the life that I'm crafting right now had you just told me or just informed me what it would be 10 years ago I'd be like no like <laughs> I was the queen of stability I was the queen of the 401k mm-hmm. I like stable I like stability I like yes. my tricks every two weeks I don't like having to go look for leads or clients I I would have I would have called you a lie right to your face. Yes. <laughs> that would never be me. Um, right. Even in terms of I distinctly remember in college, this business owner came in and she showed the path to success, and it looked like a roller coaster. And I said, "Oh no, that's the path that we're planning. That is not my life. <laughs> I am only going up on a straight <laughs> straight line." And so, I mean you it's funny now looking back to see how my mindset has evolved with it but you know just the same with this particular journey and this process of this discovery it is indeed that it is a process but it does require your participation it requires you to say yes i'm going to actually put attention to this and and if you don't have the time maybe investing in the time maybe investing in a retreat maybe getting a staycation uh in the same city of where where you live but just like canceling everyone out, it could look very differently for different people. But understanding that you owe yourself the time. You are entitled to that time of discovery. Mm
0: -hmm. And speaking of which, I want to, before we jump into the look, listen, learn, learn, know about your upcoming known conference, because talk about being able to give yourself the gift of that time and really saying nope, I'm blocking out these blocks and I'm going to be present and I'm going to do this for me. And I mean, just looking at the agenda and stuff, it looks like it's going to be a powerful. So it's going to be a powerful uh, bunch of sessions. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about the known conference and if, is it too late for anybody to sign up? Yes, we are still taking registrants. So I would love to have you
1: there.
2: The conference is really geared towards high achieving women, especially women of color, black women who professionals in the workspace who are looking to advance in their careers, meaning that you know where you're at is not necessarily where um, you will end, but you want to a uh, plan of how to advance. But more so than that, understanding that you have every right to be seen, be heard, be paid, and be known for your brilliance and your expertise. I think so many times we get into these cycles where um, we fold titles as idols, right? Where we identify ourselves as only a mom. We identify ourselves as only a director. We identify ourselves as only a wife or whatever, what, what happened, right? Mm-hmm. We have so many titles and we whittle ourselves down to fit those boxes. But what we dismiss is the beauty of your story, the beauty of your experience that can transcend industry. It can transcend your organization. And so during the course of this conference, that's really what we're going to um, focus on. I think um, in this past year, especially because the pandemic did gift us time, right? There's a lot of horrible things that happened, but a lot of us had some time that we never would have gotten at any other point in our lives to sit and not do anything, not know exactly what's happening and to start reflecting about, but do I like what, I, what I'm doing? Do I like myself in this role? Do I like this organization? I mean, I know I do it and you probably do it really well. But do I like it? Oh, um, and yeah. so um, this particular conference is an outgrowth of a lot of those sentiments and an answer to what I feel like a lot of my clients needed, which was just dedicated time and space to unpack mm-hmm. those different aspects. And so we break the conference up into four components where. First is talking about being seen, and that's really getting to the mental health of it all, navigating those particular environments, and giving yourself some time and space to do that vision setting, to do that goal setting. A lot of times, until you get into certain spaces, you can't put words to what you're feeling. And what I found is that mm-hmm. when we get into spaces like the known live spa- experience that we're creating, you start hearing a higher level of dialogue. You start hearing. Yeah words that speak to your inner vision that you may not have communicated and it may sound really new to you but also strangely very familiar because mm-hmm. you know you're supposed mm-hmm. to do it and so yeah. that's that's what we're really going to focus on the first half of the day the second half of the day we're actually being joined by um, new york Times bestselling author Minda hearts who's been everywhere she just released another yeah. book called right within um, but she um, is going to join us and talk about being heard How do you start getting your voice out there and positioning yourself, right? Something like a podcast or or something that really shows the outgrowth and outflow of your experience and your skill set. How are you making sure that you aren't just a hidden cog in the wheel, but instead what you have learned in your life starts to transcend the four walls of your organization, your position, or even in your home life. Then we focus on being paid. I'm all about making money and not going broke. And so we're going to talk about the financial literacy aspect, but also how do you use what you're already doing in terms of like garnering sponsorships and partnerships and, and and brand deals out of the outgrowth of what work did? I, while I don't have children yet, I always said the second I do an Instagram account is going up, we are monetizing this platform <laughs> and I say that in jest, but. There's a lot of things that um, are a lot of opportunities to get paid for what you naturally do. And so let's look at those opportunities. And then finally, um, in terms of being known, really understanding that you have full ownership. You have every right to define what, what to be known for and the legacy you want to be made. It's not just a job title. It's not for anyone else to decide, it is only yours. And so how do we really start submitting that legacy and launching in a way that's going to allow you to have the platform and have the visibility also allow people to have an invitation to understanding what you believe and what is important to you and your thought leadership, your patterns of belief. I could care less if someone has a million followers. What I do care about is the value of what you say, what I do care about is that your depth of experience. And so that's what we're going to focus on.
1: God, oh, wow. I mean, my heart is pounding a little and my stomach <laughs> flips. <sighs> Just the idea of that we have it's all up to us. We have the ownership of this. We can decide. Yeah. And that there are people like you out there to help because yes. I mean, I'm listening to you say it. I'm like, yes, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and so I'm so thankful yes. for you. So yeah. now
0: for people who do want to go, what is the best place A to find you? And then also where to sign up for the conference.
2: Um, great question. So for anyone who would like to sign up for the conference, you can go to Live. Dot com. That's K-N-O-W-N-L-I-B-E dot com. You can also find me on just about every platform. I'm on Instagram at Christina Joy Whitaker. I also love LinkedIn. So you can look me up, send me a DM, let me know where you came from. And I'll be sure to connect with you back on um, LinkedIn. Christina Joy Whitaker also on there. On Twitter, I am not as as good at updating
0: my Twitter, but you can find me there as well at the, at the Christina Joy. And we'll put all the links to those in the show notes too, for in case case somebody's driving, not able to write those down right now. So (laughs) yeah, we'll we'll have those links. So you know what I'm kicking myself because, well, no, I'm not kicking myself because every single (laughs) second of this was really valuable. But I also, you do so much work around supporting diversity in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to talk to you about how even moms who are not in the workforce can do that by, you know, I had a call out on my PTA board as I was leaving one year, just being like, look look around the room ladies you know y'all look yeah. pretty y'all look pretty y'all uh, look similar pretty white. yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah. so i so there's a lot of things we can do there and i think that that is a conversation that i don't want to try to rush before the look listen learns and i we'd love to have you come back and actually dedicate an entire episode around that topic if you'd be willing to sure. do that um so yeah <laughs> so we we will get that on the calendar because i Yes. I really want to hear about the work that you're doing around that and making sure, especially as white ladies, that we're doing our part, making sure that we are supporting all women in the workforce and also in the PTA or, you know, in the school pickup line, wherever it may be. So
1: you um, talked to us recently. So I, every time I bring up something we learned on the show, I'm like, who was that? We're <laughs> all amazing. But um, Lisa Stromberg, we talked to us about being co-conspirators and I loved it. I think about it all the time that allyship is one thing but really being co-conspirators and making a difference is where we should all be headed. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz she had some amazing statistics around uh, I don't know they're amazing. They were surprising and kind of gross. Um but <laughs> right. but as far as in the workplace how black women are primarily supported by white men not white women. Yeah. Um because women feel like, "Oh, yeah. we're all still fighting so much to try to get ahead." Yeah. So sorry, I'm not quite ready to stand up for you. I'm I'm still trying to get my own. Um Oof, whereas so I I don't know. Uh, so that was a really disturbing statistic and yeah. it was very I was like we really need to do better. So, anyway, I think we need to have an entire yeah. episode dedicated to that. So, we'll make sure that we get you on the calendar for that next. But yeah. we really wanted to make sure we were focusing on your upcoming conference because that's coming up soon. We, in fact, we, yeah. Re, yeah, we rearranged some stuff in our schedule so that you are going to be running. Well, while you're listening to this, you're running today, but um, <laughs> it'll be uh, yeah. next week so next we can week. make sure we get as much uh, oh, lead time for the conference for that.
2: As long as registrations are in by, we start that November 5th, if I see your name come by through the 4th, you're, you're
0: welcome. You might not have everything right away, but you'll be welcome to come to it. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we'll, and we'll be promoting it within our group and on our page as well, because yes. I just think that's such a valuable resource. All right. Sure. So I think with that, we're ready to jump into some look, listen, learns. And just in case yeah. this is anybody's first time joining us, the look, listen, learn segment is where we all just take a couple minutes to talk about things that either that we've been reading or watching, listening to, or learning about. And so if we don't put you on the spot right away, Christina, I'll go ahead and start with mine real quick. Okay. Um, I love this idea of signing up for conferences and really claiming that time is not something mm-hmm. that moms typically feel like. For the longest time, I didn't do it because I thought, well, I'm not bringing any income. So, you know, why am I going to pay? And you, oh. know, and, you know, I don't deserve it because I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. getting any mm-hmm. income out of it. First of all, some of the connections that you make at these conferences very much can pay for them yeah, right. um, in the long run, Very true. but I think that it is an investment in yourself and your sanity and your skills. So I am going to be doing a virtual, uh, the Irma Bombeck Writers Conference. It is a conference that happens in person every two years. This time because of COVID, it got, it got, postponed till next spring, Uh, but they are just doing a one day mini conference tomorrow, and I am making this series. I even bought some noise canceling curtains my office downstairs I should probably just do it here in the closet here, Um, but it has Two doorways with no doors. And oh. even the dogs sometimes, there's like going from the living room to the kitchen, they just decide to come through my office for some reason. I'm like, this is <laughs> to see you. I don't even know. So I'm, I <laughs> bought some cheap $50 velvet curtains off of Amazon that are getting delivered today. And I'm putting those up, and it's going to be my space. I'm literally claiming space um, in my office to take that time and really soak it all up um and then as far as things that i have been looking at i have been reading because an upcoming guest that we have um is catherine winch i think it's Winch. i'm so sorry if i'm saying that wrong um but from uh, slay like a mother and i had to look it up in my uh, old mom 2.0 photos but i saw her talk at a mom 2 conference back in may 2018 um and I remember, even though I had already had a couple of the Dove Corporation sponsors a champagne bar there, I had already had a couple. (laughs) I still remember just being like, I need to know her. I need to know more about what she's doing. Um, And she was the first time, and I know I've heard this in some other places, this idea of if you take a glass and you take the rocks and the sand, and the rocks are the things that are really truly valuable in your life and things that are going to move you ahead. And the sand is like. I need to go get some eyeliner for my daughter and I need to go get this and I need to go get oil in the car. And we tend to put all the sand in the glass first and then the big rocks don't fit anymore. But if you mm-hmm. do the rocks first, that the sand just kind of fills in the spaces around the rocks and you can yep. fit it all in there. And I just I I was looking through my pictures and I just have. I have photos of every single one of her slides and I'm like, and of course, without her talking about it, I'm like, I don't remember what that one was about. But as soon as I saw the one with the sand and the rocks, I was like, yes. Yes. Because that really just stuck with me about how we, how we manage our time sometimes as moms. So I am really looking forward to that and really enjoying the book as well. So, uh, Christina, what about you? What do you got some look, listen, learns going this week?
2: Yeah. Um, I think for, for me, something that I've
0: been working
2: on internally, mainly because I'm such a practical person is really leaning into um, the idea of what, what I preach myself, leading with the lens of hope and really uh, leaning into belief. And so I am almost finished with a book um, that I've been looking at by Jamie Curring Lima, Believe It, which I loved. And uh, she's a billionaire founder of It Cosmetics. Um, oh. And she talked about basically her her whole life story and, you know, the ups and downs, like getting rejected and, and going through that. And I mean, a beautiful story. So mm-hmm. I've definitely had my eye on that, looking at that. And it's very reminiscent to another book that I absolutely love. And I talk about her all the time, um, Arshana. Daniels wrote this book called The Leap Bigger. And so if there's anyone struggling with belief and like seeing past basically your circumstance right now, Mm. I mean, it's a great resource as well. In terms of who I'm learning from, um, this might sound really cliche, but I would say part of my identity that I had really taken year after year is that of a loner. I just, really got to the point where I was like, people just don't get me. I mean, I always considered myself um, and this literally would happen. You would elect me class president, but you wouldn't necessarily invite me to a party. Right.
1: And so I was always that
2: person. And so, but recently, especially in the past few years, I've put so much value and stock in the friendships that I've had and really trying to listen to what they are speaking into this particular season in in my life. And one of my dear friends, um, Reese Dennis, she's actually um, a strategist for moms as well. It talks about mom life and with her daughter and everything, but a lot of what she says just really touches me and resonates to to me, in terms of encouragement and everything, so she's something I'm really learning from, looking at and seeing how she's taking this process to of discovery of her own, and you know, just uh, well. A lot of times we need to reignite each other, so I just mm. love that um, I'm able to learn from a lot of my friends, my personal relationships, in this season. Oh, Ooh, I love that.
0: <laughs> I am looking her up. Okay, terrific. And we'll <laughs> also link to her information and in yes, the, the book is great. in the show notes. She's great.
1: And that kind of goes back to being co conspirators. Like we can learn from the people around us and lift each other up and pour into each other in ways where, you know, you feel like you're lacking somewhere and your friend may have that in spades and can help you see that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, I love those. What about you, Missy? Are you look, listen, learning?
1: Yes. I wanted to share Suzanne and I have a mutual friend, Leanne Torres, who is an (gasps) incredible artist. I got this one oh, uh, where wow. oh, we should,
0: should, this is oh, remember podcasts are
1: not a visual
0: medium. So what are you <laughs> yes, showing I'm holding Missy? up a
1: picture of Leanne's <laughs> macaroons, macarons? How do you say that?
0: Macarons.
1: Yes. Macaron. Um, and so she recently had a pop-up show and I bought these, but I already had a picture of some cherries that I loved. And then, oh, and Suzanne's oh. holding up her candy corns, which I could not buy because Suzanne had already bought, I already
0: bought
1: <laughs> it. And, um, I also bought some mandarin oranges, so I'm hanging them together. I should have brought them all in, but I'm calling it in my mind balance. It gets two pieces of fruit and then these cookies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's my, it's kind of how I like to live my life. Um, So I, we will put her website in the show notes, but she has some beautiful, beautiful pieces and will it still be October when this airs? I just now realized.
0: Yeah, I think so. The very tail end of October. Yes, Um, October
1: is Leanne's birthday month, and so she has a discount, like a friends and family discount. So we'll put that in the show notes, and you can go buy your own piece of Leanne Torres art. It's all so pretty and fun, and some of it's really whimsical, and some of it's really deep she has watercolors and the it's just anyway Someone i love her makes
0: you hungry so yeah <laughs> it,
1: these make me so hungry i had to make cookies the other day I was just so, mine weren't this beautiful mine were like toll house break apart chocolate chip but they scratched the itch oh yeah um, so i'm watching you on netflix either of you watch yes me? i have i haven't seen it oh my god i really i debated whether or not to bring it up for look listen learn because as I watch, in fact, I finished it this week, but as I watched it, I would think, why am I watching this? I hate it, but I couldn't stop. Now, is it the, the main, original one? Because
0: um, there's a new season,
1: like a new. This is the, I just finished the new se- season okay. of it. Then you um, watched so there's the original three one? Three seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's three seasons. And um, the main character has this internal dialogue that I find really funny. He's twisted and broken and every every season he's a sociopath and he hooks up with other sociopaths because i guess they see each other somehow (laughs) i mean this last season every episode i think it cannot get any crazier i can't believe that just happened i think they might have jumped the shark in a couple places but i couldn't stop watching because it's his internal dialogue is hilarious even though it should not be because it's (laughs) psycho um but uh-huh. anyway, I highly recommend it if you just need a break, but also you have to be ready to handle some blood and guts and I mean, just, <laughs> it's so cr- I only watched that season one. So I watched it during the pandemic is when yeah, I, yeah. a friend of mine told me about it. And during that time where we would have watched anything, like I was watching yes. Tiger King and, you know, <laughs> like, so it was early <laughs> on. And I remember watching it and Mark was in the room. He was doing something else and he kept going, what are you watching and why i'm like i don't know and i can't stop and so <laughs> when i saw that start. the third season had come up i'm like well it's not the pandemic anymore but i think it's 10 episodes I'm like i think i'm gonna hang in there for these 10 episodes and so i do oh. recommend it because it is an escape not a happy light escape but it's a great escape especially this like it's spooky season so
0: i'm afraid chris that would shame me chris is a little too high end
1: oh mark too mark is like i can't believe you're watching that i'm like well, be quiet <laughs> she's so, about to chop that that you're the cleaver it's going in well, a minute like, <laughs> oh my goodness that's what, Dexter, it was extra crazy season Dexter, three is beyond
0: that, Okay. Okay. So yeah. All if, right. If you need a little horror show for your, for your Halloween weekend, cause yes, this will be coming out for Halloween. So Yeah.
1: Perfect for this coming Halloween weekend. And it goes with my candy corn painting. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Although this is for all year
0: round. This is just my, everybody always
1: shames candy corn, but oh, yum. Yum, yum, yum. I know. I don't like it. I like the painting, but I don't like the so. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I cannot buy the candy until the 31st this year because I'm doing so good and I'm trying <laughs> to eat healthier and I've been doing really good. Even when the kids bring out the Nutella and Cheez-Its, I don't partake. Um, and so, yes, I'm going to buy it like on the 31st at 3 o'clock p.m. <laughs> That's and whoever our do. last kid is, you know, good for them because I'm just going to go dump here. You can help the rest of it. <laughs> oh, well, this has been so much fun. I'm I learned so much. Oh my gosh. I know. I got I got you can tell when we're really into it, when we start taking notes on our own podcast. And I was like, no, I need to, I want to just be really present and just soak it all in. But mm-hmm. this is going to probably be, I don't mean slowest editing in the bad way. I think it's going to be like every five seconds, I'm going to have to pause, write it down, write it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and make a note about which clips we want to share. because yes, be lot.
0: such good information, really inspiring. And I'm so excited about the conference and the fact that you are out there and spreading this magic with, with more women because I think it's a message that it's so universal. Everybody needs it. Don't need to be a yep. mom. You could be just I agree. graduating from high school and these are still things that you need to know. So I just, I'm so glad that you're out there spreading the word and yeah. encourage everybody to go watch the Ted talk um, sign up for the conference and yeah, I can't wait to see, I just feel really exciting things coming from you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad you listened to that little voice and
1: <laughs> yes
0: very much. Thank you all
2: so much. Yeah. And thank you for what you do in terms of encouraging and providing this as a great resource. This is wonderful. Thank you oh, for thank extending you. your platform. Thank
0: you. Thank you so thank much you. for your time today. It was nice to meet yeah. you. Have All a right. great afternoon. All right. You too. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to the podcast. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com, with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.